Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Welcome to a special mini-sode of Yield Crime, the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And joining me today is Anna from the Story of Woman podcast, And before we begin, I'd like to give her the opportunity to tell us a little more about herself and her show. Yeah. Hi, Lindsay and everyone. Thank you so much for having me. So yeah, my podcast is called The Story of Woman, and I interview a variety of people that explore our world, you know, a man's world through Mm -hmm. the female gaze. So Looking at everything from the economy, healthcare, the way our cities are designed, emotions, just everything through a gendered lens. Mm -hmm. And the first season, I interviewed all authors of nonfiction books that center around women and gender in some way. And this second season, I pivoted slightly and I interviewed a selection of some of the greatest change makers. So looking Mm -hmm. at how women drive change and speaking with women who are at the top of their respective industries and politics and business and athletics environment and finding out how they drive change and getting a bit of their story. Also sticking with that theme of looking at the context of those different areas and seeing how far we've come in terms of equality, Mm -hmm. how much further we need to go and how we get there, what we do about it. Exactly. Well, as you mentioned, your show focuses on kind of reframing our perspective on history and the world as it is right now through a woman's or a female presenting person's perspective. Mm -hmm. So what inspired you to create your show? Yeah, I was reading all of these books. (laughs) (laughs) There was this little thing called the pandemic. March 2020 hit, and I found myself as a non-mother with a lot more time on my hands. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like it went one way or the other for most of us, and I had more time on my hands and was reading all of these books and just willing the information in them to be more a part of the mainstream dialogue, Mm -hmm. understanding, and, you know, of course, not saying it. So, I just had this idea. I wanted to make the really important context in these books more accessible, knowing that most people don't have time or care to read 
a bunch of books, let alone nonfiction books, let alone nonfiction books about women. It's kind of the mm-hmm. trifecta. Yep. So I'm like, how can I make this information more accessible? Because also, you know, as I'm reading this, so much resonates for me that I understand and understood through lived experience, but didn't necessarily have the words to describe. So these books provided me with a vocabulary and a deeper understanding of my own life experiences. And I had this feeling, which proved to be true, that there would be many, 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 many other (laughs) female identifying people that would hear this information and be able to like understand their own lives a little bit differently. It's kind of like planting a little bit, a little seed and you mm-hmm. you can't, you can't go back and unsee that learning. So I was trying to plant as many seeds as I could. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So kind of, as you mentioned, your first season was all about talking to nonfiction writers whose works focused on women. What sort of drew you to the cert- to the authors that you spoke to? Like, how did you narrow down who you were going to talk to for your first season? It's a great question because that's like the hardest part. Uh, <laughs> this is such a prolific genre. Like there are so, so many books that fit into this category and trying to decide which ones to focus on was definitely a challenge, but I wanted to, I guess two answers is really one cover a variety of topics. So mm-hmm. there's one episode on the economy and innovation, one on how women aren't accorded with authority in the same way men are just kind mm-hmm. of spreading out a variety of topics one mm-hmm. on on weddings <laughs> and the other is trying to pick topics that the most amount of people could relate to in some way back sure. to those seeds i'm trying to plant so the mm-hmm. the authority one that i mentioned the book was called the authority gap and the author of it calls the authority gap the mother of all gender gaps because it is so pervasive, you know, no matter what industry you work in, no matter where in the world that you work, every single, I mean, 99.9% of female identity yep. people can relate to that kind of experience. So I also wanted, yeah, to pick topics that that a lot of people could relate to. And then I also picked some that were close to my heart. So this was going dur- over the period that Roe was overturned last sure. summer. So I had a couple around abortion as well, because that just felt very timely and an issue that's very close to my heart. So I also just did some for personal passions as well. I mean, it's your podcast. You can do whatever yeah. you want with it. Yeah, that's the beauty <laughs> of it. Exactly. And as you mentioned, your second season, which started at the beginning of March, kind of focuses more on the change makers. Can you give us some insights into what in your view, makes a change maker and kind of what our listeners have to look forward to the rest of your season? Yeah, definitely. I hope my answer isn't too esoteric. I don't know if that's the right <laughs> word because <laughs> my first thought is I think everyone is a change maker or if it's not too cliche because because you know we are all changing the course mm-hmm. of everything all the time. It's just yep. a matter of in which direction and how much and how many lives do we touch? And there's a constant ripple effect that's happening from all of our actions. And so I think everybody, so I think everybody is driving change. What was the second part to your question? Sorry. Kind of what do people have to look forward to in your second season? So, yeah, so that's kind of a, (laughs) 
that I think everyone is. But what I wanted to do with this season is talk to people at the top of these industries or those that are vocally trying to change something. So for example, I talked to a couple athletes and it was important that I spoke to this woman called Lauren Fleshman, who is not only one of the most decorated female runners in all of NCAA history, mm-hmm. but also she just wrote a book that's called Good for a Girl that is exposing all of the gender bias within her industry and within the sports industry mm-hmm. as well. So it's people that are driving change both by being, you know, the best in their categories. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I also talked to Lindsey Vaughn, who's just smashed so many records, yep. including men's records. So mm-hmm. she's driving lots of change that way, but then also people who, you know, have made it a part of their work to change the industries themselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what I think people have to look forward to is I I have to pinch myself when I'm about to talk about who I who I had on this season. Yeah. Because I've already mentioned some big names, you know, Lindsay Vaughn, I grew up watching on the Olympics. She's a famous ski racer for anyone who's listening might not know who's won like 80 plus World Cups and yeah. Olympic gold. Yep. <laughs> and I also had the immense fortune and pleasure and honor in all the words of having Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And one of her good friends, Cherie Blair, who for maybe some American listeners may not know, that's Tony Blair, a former prime minister here in the UK. I live in London, a former prime minister of the UK's wife. And, mm-hmm. and they're, they're longtime friends. They're both you know, women that's been in the public eye that have been in the public eye since the 90s. They're both lawyers. They both are trailblazers in those roles of being in the public eye because they mm-hmm. kept their own careers and roles where, you know, society and everyone else typically said, well, you just need to support your husband. You don't need to keep your yeah. career. And they, yep. <laughs> so they, they, you know, caused change in a multitude of ways, not to mention just kind of Hillary, especially being on the forefront of multiple waves of feminism through the decades. So Mm -hmm. that is definitely something to look forward to because I really wanted to get their zoomed out perspective on change, on how change happens since they've been in this for decades and they've been around the world at least 10 times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, and they're a lot closer to it than like you or I would given their space and like the political landscape and things like that like they would have a better understanding of just everything that's going on absolutely yeah they they have a great grasp of it and they're you know they've been speaking about these issues for decades so they not only understand but are very good at articulating it to the rest of us so that we can understand. Yep. So we talk about all that. We talk about a lot about entrepreneurship and being a female leader, both in politics and in business in these male dominated spaces. And then just to give a little summary of the rest of the series, I also talked to, I talked to two to three people in each category. Another one is politics. So I talked to a, a member of parliament here in the UK and also this incredible woman called Zarifa Ghaffari, who's the youngest ever mayor in Afghanistan, youngest ever female mayor oh, in Afghanistan. Nice. There's a new Netflix documentary out about her called In Her Hands, which I just couldn't recommend more because she's just, ooh, I get goosebumps thinking about her story. It's it's incredible. That's awesome. 
Yeah. And then there's a couple episodes on business leaders. And for that, there's this woman called Jacqueline Novogratz, who's the founder and CEO of a company called Acumen. And also Reshma Sajani, who founded Girls Who Code, and then a new company called Marshall Plan for Moms, which was born out of the pandemic and all of the lack of support that businesses and the government and society give to moms in America. Yep. There's this woman, I don't know, should I go through all of them, Lindsay? <laughs> it's up to you. I mean, okay, I'm, only I'm happy more. to listen. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've mentioned some, I'm like, I don't want to leave the rest out. So a woman called Tawakal Carmen, who won a Nobel Peace Prize. She's a Yemeni woman, and she won a Nobel Peace Prize for her work in the 2011 Arab Spring uprisings in Yemen. Carly Zakin and Daniel Weissman, who are the founders, the co-founders and the co-CEOs of The Skim, which is my personal favorite newsletter. It helped get me into politics about a decade ago and all of this. So I have them partially to thank for the podcast. (laughs) And then there are three environmentalists. One is a youth activist called Shia Bastida. One is a social scientist called Dr. Catherine Wilkinson. And the other is an indigenous woman from Chad called Hindu Umaro Ibrahim. And then the final two, I'm actually for the first time ever going to have a guest host. So I have two episodes that look at the intersection of change, gender and race and ability and sexuality. And I figure I should step back from the mic for that one. So I have a wonderful woman called Asha Daya, who's going to be guest hosting that. And the two guests are Cecilia Chung, who is a trans rights activist, and also Alicia Garza, who is a co-creator of the Black Lives Matter movement. And that is my very long answer to describe what people have to look forward to, because clearly I, I think there's a lot to look forward to, and I'm very yeah. excited to share it with the world. Yeah, that's an amazing list of people to talk to. And I love that it's like such a wide variety of people from kind of all over the world that you're speaking to, because as Americans and even people from England or we tend to kind of just think of ourselves we don't kind of like (laughs) we put blinders for the rest of the world you know we're so self-centered a little bit yeah I mean unintentionally but you know what I mean like so I know exactly what you mean and being an American living in London I've really noticed that when I moved out of America and I'm like wow yeah America really and I mean UK does it too like there's (laughs) it's not just America but America's Definitely the worst. And one one final thing I'll just say about this is one reason I wanted to do that, and I tried to do that with season one, and I'm going to continue doing that, is because I just think it's really important to demonstrate how all of these issues that we're talking about, women experience, people experience all over the world. It looks a little bit different, different flavor, Mm -hmm. but it transcends culture, country politics and that's just yeah an important yeah. message that I always want to drive home. Yeah, it's not just a America issue, it's not just a Europe, UK issue, like it's it's global. Like it's and every exactly. woman's story is a little bit different depending on where they are in the world. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um there's a difference between having and exercising rights and having and exercising power. 
Welcome to season two of The Story of Woman, the podcast that explores what living in a man's world means for the rest of us. I'm your host, Anna Steckline. This season, we explore change and how women make it happen. I'll be speaking with women who are leading the charge at the top of their industries, including a first-time exclusive double interview with former Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton and barrister, entrepreneur, and business leader Cherie Blair. It's a mixed story, and we can't ever deny the progress because we have to keep building on it. We have to keep lifting it up. We have to make sure that people know it's possible, but we have to go at that with our eyes wide open. People literally say women aren't good with money. And I don't know who they think has been managing their household <laughs> finances for, you know, I mean, literally hundreds of years. You'll also hear from Afghanistan's youngest ever female mayor, women who have started global mass movements, been awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, launched multi-million dollar companies, brought home gold at the Olympics, and are saving the planet. Through it all, we'll hear about their own journeys driving change. We'll explore how far womankind has come and what lies ahead, and we'll discuss practical ways to join in and continue passing the torch. Because when it comes to change, it's not just the accomplishment itself that matters, but also the light you shine behind you that continues the progress on. And we could use a few more lights in this moment. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And I'll see you there. What's the problem with women's arms? (laughs) It's the first step on the road to perdition. (laughs) You know, those poor men, they can't control themselves if they see an arm. Mm -hmm. I mean, God forbid. Well, that's the end of my question. So if you are ready, we can move on to the slang term portion of the show. I am intrigued and excited about this segment. Let's do it. All right. So your first term is Rome Mort. And I'm guessing what it means. Yes. A Rome Mort. I would say that a Rome Mort is some kind of three-wheeled cart that was used in the Victorian times to push around building supplies and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> other heavy objects oh let me just let me just nip into my garage and grab my Rome mort real quick there you go <laughs> <laughs> would you be surprised to learn that Rome mort means a queen oh i would be <laughs> shocked oh queen yeah a queen that, that was way off Yeah, I was trying to figure out where that came from. So, yeah. So, Mort is an obsolete term that means a woman who is married. It's also like autumn is sort of a slang word for church, and Mort kind of also it's kind of a slang term for woman or girl. And then I was like, okay, so then what is Rome slang for? Because Obviously, it's not just the capital in Italy, the capital of Italy, or an, or an empire. Yeah. So Rome, it just kind of means authority. So that would make sense why it would be a woman in authority. It would be, but a married woman. That's what Mort was. So yeah, it's assuming the queen is married. You know, mm-hmm. married. This is true. 
Majesty Romort. Uh, I think Queen sounds much nicer. That doesn't sound. I I wouldn't be cared to be called a Romort, but I would be called a Queen. So yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I would prefer the latter term as well. Yeah. Good. <laughs> glad that that one is now obsolete. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> doesn't have the same ring to it. No. <laughs> Your second term is cold cook. Cold cook. Cold cook. Well, I mean, it's not going to be anything obvious. It's not going to be a chef who forgot his or her sweater. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go with cold cook. I should have I should have thought more about what what even like existed in Victorian times that I could pull from before this. A cold cook. Let's go with something that cleans a chimney. <laughs> Super left field <laughs> random guess. <laughs> a cold cook is an undertaker. Oh, that okay. Well, that actually does make a little bit of sense. It does make a, a little bit, bit of sense. Of sense. The, the cook part of it is, makes me a little uncomfortable. Morbid. Yeah, yeah, it's quite morbid. <laughs> it is a little morbid. I tried to find where that came from, but it just says slang. It comes from 1873. Because they got to chop up something cold? Something. Ugh. I don't like it. I don't like it either. <laughs> oh, I just don't like either of these words. I'm no. glad we don't have to speak an old Victorian slang i know i would be completely lost if i had to go back to the victorian era and try to understand what anybody said the what was the first word now i've already gotten rome rome mort the rome mort probably had good relations with the cold cook because of people she had to send down there yeah well depending on depending on the rome mort this is true. Yeah. There were so, some that were a little more yeah. uh, more into that than others. Yes. You could say. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I would like to thank Anna for joining me today for Can You Crack the Cramp Word? And before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and when new episodes of your podcast come out? Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And you can find everything from the website, which is the story of woman podcast.com. And all of the socials, annoyingly, are like slightly different. Yeah. But they're generally the story of woman. There's occasionally a, a period in there or an underscore. Twitter doesn't have a the at the beginning because there's going to be too many characters. Mm-hmm. But if you just search the story of woman, or the Story of Woman podcast, you should find it. And episodes are being released weekly every Monday for this season, and it goes through the beginning of June this season. So there are 14 episodes total. Nice. And I hope you come come join and feel free to, you can always reach out to me through any of these socials or the website because I love connecting with listeners and hearing from you. Yeah, you should for sure. I've listened to a few of your episodes and they're awesome. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. And on that note, as always, I'm Lindsay, and I'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.